0: Welcome to the BSN Buffs Podcast, coming to you from the Blake Street Tavern, the lovely, the gorgeous Blake Street Tavern, uh, one of our favorite places in the world. I say that every week because it still remains true. We've got Ryan Koningsberg and Will Whalen, the editor and former editor of the Colorado Buffalo site on bsndenver.com, the BSN Buff site, so to speak. I prefer a better title than former editor.
1: No, I think that's a good
2: one. In my introduction, please.
0: Um, Are you my boss? Yep Alright, fine (laughs) My boss VP VP of uh, content Well, no, he's just the VP Digital content, something like that Um, VP of digital content Also known as VP of hashtag good content (laughs) VP of the good content Speaking of good, you know what's good? The beer over at Colorado Keg House, mm. one of my favorite places to get a brew. Uh, I love saying brew. That's a great word. Ryan hates it so much. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but seriously, they are the home for Colorado Craft Beer. If you're getting a nitro IPA, Al, all those different things, you gotta stop by the Colorado Keg House uh, 36 and Wadsworth. Uh, you right. can't pronounce
1: people's names, you can't pronounce names of beers. Als. Al.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they got
2: Al Roker, Al Franken. <laughs> There's Palau. There. Why not a big
1: India? Palau. Is that what you want? An India Palau?
0: So stop by the Colorado <laughs> Keg House and tell them we sent you. Uh, I'm so glad the you said it like that. Fifth time we've done this intro, so why don't we start this podcast by congratulating Emma Coburn awesome. taking home a medal at the Olympics? Unbelievable stuff. Uh, I think it became like the 13th or 14th buff to do so uh, when you count Winter Olympics as well. Uh, one got voided. To a cycler, uh, we won't go that way. But, anyways, you have to celebrate Emma Coburn. A uh, cyclist. A cycle. I, I, had, I had to screw up two things within the first minute of the podcast. Did you say cycler? Yes, cycler. cycler. <laughs> and I'm the one that watches the sport. But let's move on to Emma Coburn. Honestly. You guys, talk, please. It was a really. I thought, I, just everything about
2: that was such a cool moment to me. Um, not only has she set the American record in the race, she uh, is the first american female to ever medal in the steeplechase uh nearly had the silver man i thought she was going to get it but uh just uh you know too much kind of gas out of the system uh but i just thought the way that you know buff nation kind of came together to support her and how excited everyone was i mean you saw i I was in the media room at at, uh, the broncos headquarters this morning and like Everyone was stood up and gathered around the TV, cheering her on. Um, you know, it, it's a Buff. It's someone from Colorado. I mean, born and bred, tried and true Coloradan. And to represent our state, uh, the university, and everything in between was really, a, a, you know, a great moment. I think for Buff Nation.
1: Well, and you, when you're talking about state pride, the not the flop, but the kind of lack of excitement around some of missy franklin's performances uh in swimming you know that's uh that's a homegrown talent right there and so when you have someone like coburn go out there perform the way she did and there haven't look there haven't been that many feel-good stories about this olympics i mean you've got michael phelps sure uh and you've got the um I think there's a gymnast. I, I, I can't claim to have been following the Olympics super closely, uh, but the men's basketball team has looked lackluster. You know what I mean? There's a, what's her name? Simone or something like that. There's
0: actually two Simone. Simone Biles.
1: There we go. There's uh, another Simone. Uh, she's kind well. of stolen the show a little bit, but there haven't been that many great stories. Uh, so much of the attention has been, Focused on non-competition news lines, uh, storylines and news stories. So it's been kind of cool, as you said, Ryan, to see everybody come together. I mean, these are like there are some events in every Olympics where you didn't even know like people did these things. Like, for example, what, what's the thing in the Winter Olympics where you're scraping the ice, hurling oh my or something God. like that? You are the most like, people, ignorant Olympics person ever. I don't ever. like the Olympics. I don't care about the Olympics.
0: You're wearing an Ottawa shirt. Uh, which I assume is Ottawa, Canada. I know it's not. but It's uh, Ottawa, Kansas. You should know everything about curling, being wearing an Ottawa shirt. Literally
1: Ottawa, Kansas, and it's a basketball shirt. But I'm just saying, like at, at the end of the day, it's cool to see people go out and do these somewhat obscure but competitions. Is this a good story
0: the, or just a good story because we're CU people? No, I, th- I think it's a this good the first story. Per, the first American female to medal exactly. in the it event. Goes, it goes beyond the market. I was trying to get you to say that.
1: It goes beyond the market. It goes beyond the market, uh, without a doubt. But... I, I've been trying to think with all these kind of obscure things, like it, if there was something that I could meddle in, in the Olympics, I think um, what the people that are shooting things with rifles, Trap I could do shooting. that pretty well. I, I don't know the name Can of we it. We just have a podcast that Olympic events. I think I could do that, pretty well. <laughs> they, could do that pretty well. I couldn't, do, I couldn't do steeple running and jumping. For damn sure. You
0: couldn't, you couldn't make it up like if, if you had to jump over like two stairs, I don't think you're doing it, let alone a steeple.
1: I can touch rim on basketball hoops.
0: Really? Yeah. Mother- that's, a, that's a BSN Buffs video feature. Uh, it is. Bu- Come basketball season,
1: me and George King going vert for vert. Actually, that wouldn't be that terrible of a, of a piece. Well, there but, we go. And plus, the, the other reason why I think people were kind of excited about Emma Coburn is Saturday's scrimmage did not exactly rile up the fan base. And I think the last chance that people got to watch their football team before the opener against Colorado State, and it wasn't exactly – I mean, scrimmages are always going to be vanilla, but even within that, I think people were looking for something to get excited about.
0: I mean, Winfrey didn't even play. They were really hiding stuff up.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like there are so many guys that you're going to see out there against Colorado State that you didn't see – But nonetheless, people go, and damn it, it was hot. The press box was 145 degrees, approximately, so I left the press box and went down to the field. It was hot. It was not a cold day in Boulder, and people sit out there to watch the team, and it's vanilla, and they're not running anything, and I get why they would, or would avoid running anything. But I I think at the start of the week, people are looking for something to
0: tweet about. People are looking for something to be excited about. Have they killed some of the hype surrounding this program?
1: Well, some of well apparently we were too critical of Mike McIntyre last week for a, for them basically not allowing us any access to practices according to somebody but at the end of the day yeah it's his job but yeah the hype is dead are you kidding me there's no hype around this team at the at this moment and why should there be nobody's seen much and what we saw the first full look where people came out I got to see them running ones versus ones for a while, obviously with players sitting out. It was like Sefo's one deep ball all day was a duck. It was gross and it got picked off. It was underthrown by about 10 yards uh, and the wide receiver had to slow down. It's like the last half of his route. See, People are looking for something to be excited about because there's no more hype around the football team, and I don't mean to take away from Emma Coburn. But
2: no, that has nothing to do with it. You know, I... I it has nothing to do with it.
1: I, I, could, I don't a care cool if they were story. ranked
2: number one, and cool I don't care if they're ranked number one in the nation, uh, expected to win the national championship. People are going to be excited when one of your athletes wins a medal at the Olympics.
1: Sure, uh, and they should be, and they should be, but. Did anybody know I, don't, I still don't know the name of the event And we've been talking about it for five
2: steeple minutes chase. You're, This is a you thing no. This is a you Absolutely. problem This nobody, is 100% a you problem hey, hey, hey. Nobody going, in, no going into this
1: Olympics
0: No one going
1: into this Olympics And probably after this Olympics Will be able to watch an event And be like oh yeah that's steeplechasing Are or you whatever. kidding me Nobody no, Every single why are person. we having
0: hot steeplechase takes on the podcast? <laughs> what, <laughs> what is
2: this? We're just letting it seep, you know. We're just letting is? it seep.
0: <laughs> because, again, like
3: good point. It's a
1: it's a it's Thanks. a really cool story. It's cool. It's really and Maxis and being down there and taking badass pictures for is dot This is one hundred percent
2: you. This is one hundred percent. Nobody
1: you. cares about the Olympics. Nobody. Nobody. Cares.
2: Everyone cares about the Olympics. No,
1: um, do people no. If Michael Phelps lost, you know what would happen? They'd be like, damn, he smoked too much pot. Anyways, I'm at the sandwich shop. Dude, you are so out of touch
2: on this, it blows my mind. The entire country is tuned into the Olympics on a daily basis.
1: Because it's, there's literally nothing else to watch except the Rockies suck. It's, the most,
2: it's one of the most fun sporting events to pay attention to in the world. What, to watch people... Everything. Jump over field something? Hockey, steeple field hockey. Oh, I even don't even care start what with it is.
1: Don't talk about field hockey on this podcast.
2: It's don't a, do it. really fun to watch. Ha- team handball. Amazing sport.
0: I, is this Will like trying to convince himself that he doesn't like this no, thing? No, no. Like, Will's will trying
2: suck. to justify the fact that he hasn't paid attention to an amazing event at all. No,
1: the, I, like, I, like, I don't so need to justify, justify it. For instance, for instance it I,
0: I've maybe watched 20 minutes of the Olympics this year, but... I don't have cable, and I have to, and I've been working my butt off for two weeks, and I'd have to go out of my way to to watch the Olympics. Be, like, so I watched all the USA basketball games so far. There's
1: I, one real so sport. I, either way, play.
0: what I'm saying is. You're wrong, and it's okay that you haven't been watching the Olympics. That's okay. No, no, it's okay. No, I haven't been watching the
1: Olympics deliberately. It's okay to be wrong, Will. It's not you because, be wrong. because I'm not. You're 100 wrong.
0: percent wrong on this. Everything.
1: It's There's p- one sport being played, and it's men's basketball, and they look like crap.
2: Dude, have you like have you ever watched a swimming raidly? 100. Did yes, sir, like, I have. It's, I have,
1: and I will never get that time of my life back.
2: You are insane. You, the uh, fact that okay. you're even saying the, the Winter Olympics are the
1: only Olympics worth a damn.
2: Dude, you're so wrong on this. It's not. Bob it, sledding is awesome synchronize Figure
0: skating is awesome. I don't know how to pull this back.
2: Will is completely wrong on this. Congratulations to Emma. A lot of people in this country appreciate what she did. A lot of people in the state. Oh, appreciate you're right because you I don't appreciate. A lot of people who represent the university right. appreciate That's what right. she did. That's
1: what I'm saying for sure. I'm saying that I don't appreciate. You're down credit. I mean. You
0: said it's not a real sport, Ryan. Do you know how hard it is? It's to a show competition up to, to show up with this guy to practice now. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, this is the guy that thinks I'm a Coburn didn't do anything." At because the and you know why we we'll think we'll like, yeah, that? I don't work because for him.
1: This guy who's VP. Um, of BSN now is spreading slanderous <laughs> lies about me because I am I am proud to be an alumnus of the University of Colorado. I'm proud to have somebody from my school go on and to accomplish something on a global scale. That is great. I sent okay. her all of the congratulations in the world. But the, the truth question, is the Olympics don't matter what on do a mean? relevant news scale. And the reason why how people is, are so How can you possibly say if that Cepho didn't Miss a single pass on Saturday, you know what we'd be talking about? We cover the (laughs)
0: vaults.
1: Emma (laughs) Coburn. We'd be talking about Emma Coburn. No. We would be like, that was dope, good job, I'm stoked about it. But did y'all see Cepho? Because that's what people care about.
2: No, everyone was tuned in to watch Emma Coburn at eight AM this morning. Do you think
1: ninety five percent of the people tweeting about it actually watched the race? I don't know. Do you really believe that? I watched the entire thing. Start okay, but 95% of the people, do you think they actually watch? The people that are tweeting? Because that, that doesn't mean they don't still have great wishes for her and they aren't proud of her, but it just means they don't care enough to tune in.
2: I know my TV has been locked on the Olympics uh, exclusively throughout the entire thing. So if the TV's on, I'm watching it. So anyone who's in front of their TV, I think is the same way. What There's sports to watch at 8 a.m. When else do you get that? Never.
1: Define sports.
2: Anytime. Oh you never God. get to watch sports it's at 8 a.m. the 100-meter race of I was watching. I, 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 of you know what I watched
1: is. all day? Not all day, but the sports that are on right now, the English Premier League, maybe okay. yeah, you can
2: the watch most that competitive, competitive
1: thing, one of the most competitive sports in the world at the, top of its, at the peak of its competition level started recently, and today was a huge day in that. I, I, and I guarantee on. you
2: that more people were watching the Olympics.
1: Why is this something? Is anyone still the people, listening to this podcast? No, I would
2: be. This is. I think this is a good spirited not, debate.
1: Ninety-five percent of the people can't name the events that they're watching on the Olympics, where Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, but, and Arsenal okay. have worldwide fan but, bases. But you can watch Dude, that at any time. Every every, of the year. every team
2: in the Olympics has a worldwide fan right. base.
1: I don't it, give it, a the, damn about the, Nigeria. So here's that's the, not a that's people a in new
2: people in Nigeria do, and everyone that's from Nigeria that lives in a different part of the world does. So that's a worldwide fan base to me. I
1: guarantee the Nigerian national team of whatever their playing doesn't have as many fans worldwide as manchester united
2: uh, i guarantee you they do no
1: hell no hell oh that's actually i'm, I'm actually i don't know whatever how i don't know what the po- whatever the population <laughs> of
2: nigeria is i guess we have to take one away from america because will isn't a fan you're right everyone you're right. else but that's every, what this is about every other person like in every other country is a fan of their national
0: someone's team someone's
1: gonna listen to this podcast and like tag by the to way, figure and be like, "Will does love America." Writing Good that,
0: writing. So I wrote the article for Cisneros, obviously today, uh, where I just kind of put the pictures in. I felt really weird, like because I was like, "Go USA!" Like in the article, like you're allowed to, right? Like I didn't know like how to like write about Team USA. There's no such thing
2: as unbiased reporting on the Olympics because you can't pretend to not have a, a bias.
0: Like I was so happy for Emma Coburn, dude. If I as was in America.
1: France, I'd never cheer for French national team. That would suck.
0: What are these takes? Where do you
1: come up with this shit? I'm so <laughs> <laughs> I love it when we like try so hard to watch our language, and then out of nowhere, Ryan just drops something. Honestly, though, like
2: honestly, though, you probably did stop cheering for France in the Olympics after Vince Carter killed that like, guy.
1: Seriously, does, there's no does going France ra- even have a country anymore? Wait, <laughs> I thought that was Australia.
2: They let it, No, it was. I'm pretty sure it was France.
1: We'll go look that up. I don't
2: know, the but show. there's a documentary about how, like, it ruined the guy's whole life. Like, <laughs> we j- we often joke, like, oh, my God, he has to retire. Like, oh, they just, he just, <coughs> but he he just killed him. R.I.P. Like, like, Vince Carter actually ruined a man's life.
1: I mean, I, all right, here's my baseline. I'm happy for Emma, I, again, as a graduate of the Doesn't University it of sound Colorado, like it. Now you're just <laughs> trying to start something again. You want to work me back up again? I'll yeah. say everything I have to say. In these couple, last couple sentences, I'm proud as a fellow graduate of the University of Colorado that one of our graduates, someone who, if you went to the University of Colorado, i consider you part of my family. It's an extended family, but a family nonetheless. I'm proud of her. I'm very excited for her accomplishment. That means a lot, and that's great. And our nation should be proud of an athlete that we helped cultivate and we helped raise to go out and perform that way. Great job. That has nothing to do with how I view it as a viable and exciting news topic and human or or, or athletic interest story, because the bottom line is this. If Cepho had thrown four interceptions on Saturday, and we wrote about that, that would get 10 times as many hits as live photos from Rio. Live that's photos tot- from that's Rio. That's totally different though, It's, now it's, it's no, 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 the, it's how people, no, 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 no. this is what I've been talking about the whole time, but you wanna make it look like I don't care about CU, I don't care about Emma and then I don't care about America. You don't. That's what you wanna make <laughs> it seem like when, it, when I'm talking about the fact is people don't care as much about the Olympics as just about any other major sport in the US. In many parts of the world, and that's fine. It doesn't mean the athletes are any less impressive. But I'm just saying. See, like I think a lot of the excitement on social media is from 95 okay. percent of people who didn't Will. watch the competition and who don't care because they couldn't name the competition. They just need something to talk
0: about. Okay, I mean, to to an extent, I agree with you. To an extent. Oh, now you want to agree okay. with me? Fifteen well, minutes on, on later. this. On this. People love their teams, so much so. They know every single person in the league, whatever, like the Broncos, people in Denver love the Broncos. They know their opponents, the Chargers and the Raiders, whatever. People don't really know who's playing for Team USA when they watch the Olympics. People don't know who the competition is, but that's the beauty of the Olympics. You don't know really what you're gonna end up watching. You're gonna watch something amazing. You're gonna watch a great athletic triumph though, however, uh, the only Olympic sport that I am like a diehard of is USA Hockey. I know every player. I know every single kid going down to age 17. Now nobody's listening but, to the show. But what I'm saying is you have to be a, you have to be a diehard of an uh, Olympic program to feel that way about you know, that team as you do a, a regular one of your teams. You can't compare it's it on not the, same the same scale. That's what I'm saying is it's not the same. You have to really love an Olympic team to, to feel the You know the why same people, are,
1: people are excited about Emma Comer because she went to see you.
2: Yes. I think a lot of Americans across the country are excited about Emma are, are Coburn. You.
1: Do you really believe that? Yes. You. you Look at how happy people that. were for Michael Phelps. It, because that is a household name because he got caught smoking pot No, at a party are you, and he's won 25 gold medals. There you go. His That's smoking you. pot
2: has literally nothing to do with his fame. And
1: it's 28. That It's, it's 28 medals. Okay, 28 medals. Gold. He's a good-looking guy. You know what probably gets most traffic of any news article on Michael Phelps is after, uh, what, it was last Olympics or two Olympics ago when they broke down every, like, curvature of his body because he has 0% body fat and is all muscle because everyone was gawking that's look it's impressive but you pull 95 percent of the people in the country who say they support team usa at the olympics or you pulled them 95 percent of them have no damn idea who emma coburn is is that a shame probably and i wish he i wish you're just it was you, a bigger you're deal. trying
2: to grade this on on a scale that it can't be graded on because the you're,
1: you're trying to tell me that the Olympics are this huge,
0: such important thing, and it's not. Yes, yes, it, is. yes it is. It's not that important. The, it's, it's literally the oh. first athletic event that was competi- – it was the first athletic competition ever. So? Nobody gives a damn about that anymore. Dude, that's, you that's are great, that's out great. of your mind. That's, that's super cool
1: for a newspaper article and written 50 that's years ago. And going to wrap
0: up this segment Give of the BSN Buffs Give podcast. Uh, we're not sure if Willer was serious or not during that segment. And this is when you say, I was. But I don't know if you were. So, anyways,
3: we're going to go to commercial. Please,
2: please, please tell Will how much of an idiot he is on social media. Maybe
3: that should be the question of the week. Fossil Trace Golf Club is a destination for golfers across the country. Tucked into the foothills of Golden, Colorado, Fossil Trace is one of the most unique courses in America. Hole 12 was named one of the most fun 18 holes in America by Golf Digest. Fossil Trace is 5280's best golf course, and it's less than 20 minutes from downtown Denver. Go to Fossil Trace to escape the ordinary and discover the extraordinary with prehistoric and and modern. Schedule your tea time up to 60 days in advance at Fossiltrace.com. Preferred Organic
4: Therapy is one of Denver's original dispensaries. They've carried a fine list of award-winning strains since 2009, and they now carry Colorado's largest selection of edibles. You'll find other things like Apothecana oils and creams, Marcaha oral tinctures, and Charlotte's Web CBD. Nobody gives you the variety that Preferred Organic Therapy does. We're conveniently located off of I 25 and Colorado Boulevard. Preferred organic therapy, a better way to heal. Don't miss the Yamaha Get Out and Ride sales event at Coyote Motorsports. With low APRs, huge customer cash, and more on Yamaha motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. From championship Yamaha sport bikes and YZs to sport ATVs and side-by-sides, and grizzly, biking, and wolverine models. So see Coyote Motorsports today for huge Get Out and Ride savings. Offers good 216 through 63016 on select Yamaha motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. See Coyote Motorsports for
3: details.
0: Back on the BSN Buffs podcast, and, and it's been a little while since we did the first segment. The guys actually went down to the Clock Tower Grill, had themselves a $3 Long Island because it's Monday, uh, talked it out, and they, they came to the conclusion that the Olympics aren't as important <laughs> as Ryan thinks they are, but they're more important than Will. Uh, every great relationship has a compromise. Will knows this very well. Um.
2: <laughs> and every great restaurant has $3 Long Islands on Mondays, 75 cent wings 99, on Mondays. 99 75-cent wings on Wednesdays okay. and $3 shots on Fridays. Uh, really, I would say one of the best places to get your pregame on. And it's
0: right next to the Lincoln Light Rail Station. So stop by, you know, Clock Tower Grill. It's a perfect place. And, uh, you know, these guys are ready for the next segment. And now we're going to talk about we need like football. a ca- We need
2: a card girl to walk through, like round
0: two. <laughs> <laughs> round I two. believe everything I saw. Uh, so Sefa in the spring game. Did not have four interceptions, so that's why we didn't talk about it in the first. Wasn't segment. the spring game, or the fall, the fall game? game. <laughs> the fall game. Um, it's actually summer still.
2: The summer game.
1: What is the summer games
2: that? a great event? The summer games. But
1: you don't want to start <laughs> this again. You don't want to.
0: Um, some will. You and I were there. What are your takeaways from this event? Um, activity.
1: I I I kind of alluded to it last segment before things got off the rails. Actually, I think it was while things were getting off the rails um, about how it was really vanilla. And we, we, we knew it was going to be pretty vanilla. I mean...
0: You Steph- said last week that we're going to watch Jordan Gerke throw touchdown passes against the walk-ons, and that's exactly, what, exactly happened. what
1: happened. It's exactly what happened. At the end of the day, it's hard to take away too much. Um, Seffo's never been a practice guy, Ever. He had a
2: really good camp last year, but largely I agree with you.
1: You know, and and I think that I'm not surprised that he didn't look great. Uh, I'm not concerned that he didn't look great. A couple guys really stood out, though. Um, And without a doubt, my number one impression was that Tony Misi is a monster. Maybe not every game, not every Saturday this season, he is going to have a really really, oh, hey, that's the 9 News guy. I saw him at a beer festival recently. He was wasted. Uh, Tony Jolmisi. What is gonna was <laughs> that? <laughs> what the,
0: was that? We're at
1: the Blake Street Tavern. Please,
2: please, just keep t- telling me about Tony Jolmisi.
1: <laughs> Who I did not see at a beer festival wasted. Um, 9 News is on because some Stop, people, just they, keep cause talking. Because the Olympics
2: that. are on. Stop, stop, stop. Tell me about Tony Jolmisi. This is so
1: good. <laughs> um, so Tony Jolmisi, they had him running both ways. First of all, he, his first big impact play was, what, a 60-yard touchdown catch on a double move. Uh, Jordan Gerge throws it. Joel pretty much stopped running.
0: No, he stopped. It wasn't pretty much. He stopped. He
1: stopped running, and then somehow he starts up again and closes in on this ball, catches it, and uh, goes in for the touchdown. Then he, he made a couple really nice pass breakups uh, playing in the defensive backfield. This kid is going to be electric in his time at CU. I really do believe that. Um, He could honestly be a three-tool guy for them. I I mean, I don't think they're going to want to to do do that. that You don't don't necessarily want to do that. But we've seen, if anything, covering Colorado in the last decade, we've seen how thin things can get in your defensive backfield. And, I mean, who was uh, Jason Espinosa, TD Goodson? Espinosa Island, baby. All had to play defensive back at one time. He picked off Matt Barkley. He sure did. Twice? Once,
2: I think. I think he had two total interceptions.
1: (laughs) He might have. Um, But you see how injuries can shape a season to have a guy that you can move around. And then I think he could be a factor in the kick return game, uh, both punting and kickoffs through his career. He was easily the standout of the scrimmage for me. Uh, I don't know. What about you, Jake?
0: What'd you say? Because you did that to me earlier in the podcast. Um, the biggest standout, <laughs> you just have a face of disgust, and it's amazing. Um, the biggest standout for me was Diego Gonzalez. Diego Gonzalez, I, I mean, I talked about Anthony Julio a little bit on the last podcast. His closing speed's obviously unbelievable. Is this like when you said the punter was the most irreplaceable player? <laughs> yep. Please, please don't bring up my bad takes yep. while I come up with a good take. Diego Gonzalez was, was very confident kicking the ball, like we were sitting uh, about 40 rows up on the 50 yard line and you could hear the entire stadium a boom when he kicked the ball through the goalpost. He was literally kicking the air out of the ball, uh, very confident. I even talked to him a little bit about his uh, kicking and, and, and the stuff he was doing differently. He basically is approaching the ball a little bit different than last year, which is going to negate the problems he had on that hash mark. Uh, and you could really see it. He kicked from both sides of the field, down the middle, just boom, boom, boom. There wasn't a problem. And looking at last year, he literally hit the offensive line on one of his field goal attempts in this game, same fall scrimmage game. So, uh, and
1: one of the things that – I wasn't around the team last year, obviously, but for a guy like a kicker, a guy like a punter, where there's, a, there's obviously a physical aspect to it, but it's much more mental, you want to see those guys loose. You don't want to see him up tight, walking around, strained face. You want those guys as loose as possible. And and I know Diego's always been an awesome guy, an awesome personality. But you saw him on the field on Saturday. He's smiling. He's walking around with his chin up. That's a guy who's not worried
0: this year. He's making comments about Trump. (laughs)
1: Anyways, (laughs) it's a guy who obviously is, sure, he's locked in. But you are only that relaxed when you've had his struggles if you feel like you've put in the work and you feel like you've actually corrected your mistakes.
2: Preparation breeds confidence.
1: So that's what, that, that definitely was something I noticed as well, Shep. Um Steven Montez had a quick scare uh, with an ankle injury, uh, but apparently McIntyre said it wasn't serious. But here's kind of the area that I want to talk about. We, we always home the all bus message boards for a topic and this is actually a week where what they're talking about pretty it's much still a lot.
2: whether or not Mike McIntyre. Will
1: make it this <laughs> <season>. <laughs> but it's actually something that How I was thinking How many pages is thinking a, lot now? a lot.
0: I don't know. Is it upwards of thirty? Yeah.
1: Um, that's pretty I, sweet. It's it's a whole lot. Um, <laughs> but they're talking about the running back position. And
0: before you get to the running back position, because I know you want to talk about it, that was yes. one of the things, but I, I do want to say, and Mike McIntyre talked about this today after practice on Monday, the physicality of the team is a little bit different, and that's one of the biggest things I noticed this year is that they're a little bit more physical up front than they were mm-hmm. last year. There was more battles on the line of scrimmage. Guys were definitely popping each other and not afraid to do so. Uh, so th- there's an improvement in, in their aggressiveness, I should say.
1: And they also have a running back group That's kind of built in a couple different ways. Uh, I mean, first, you talk about Philip Lindsey. God, he's a a monster. And it's not because he's the fastest guy, because he's not. It's not because he's the most athletic guy. He's not. He's not the biggest. He's not the strongest. He has the least amount of give a, you know.
2: Or don't give a.
1: Right. That I have seen out of a running back in a while in Boulder. When he gets the ball, he doesn't care how he gets yards. If he needs to dance, he'll dance. He needs to run through you, he'll run through you. But out of the running backs that we've seen in Boulder in a long time, I, I thought Rodney Stewart was a guy who was really difficult to bring down in the backfield at times, because he could hop from one spot to a, another behind the line of scrimmage so well. He was not a guy that I always saw breaking tackles in the open field. He did it, sure, but he also got tripped up a lot philip Lindsay is incredibly difficult to tackle in the open field because he doesn't he'll go he'll take you head on he'll give you a stiff arm he'll give you a sidestep a spin whatever it is he has that arsenal to really create room for himself that's extremely impressive um i think looking at philip Lindsay right now at least he's i mean I think we all know he's your opening day
0: starter. I actually talked to uh, Brian Holland out of Tagger about this today and I got his name right this time. I Close. Close? Ah, that's good enough for me. Uh, <laughs> I talked to them about this today and, and we were kind of running about uh, or talking about who would be the, the top runner this season and Michael Adkins I saw didn't you know 100% fully participate in practice again today but I assume if he, he had been or, or if he was fully, fully healthy and he wasn't you know kind of banged up last year and and there's some other problems there but i assume the talent that he has might ellipse philip lindsey but we just haven't seen it from michael adkins because he's been injured so often and
1: and that's the problem you hear this all the time about him he's a sprinter trying to play football he's a track guy trying to play football the
2: problem is he's got some of the best cuts on the team he's got some of the best vision on the team it's He's not a he's football just guy, though. soft, dude. He's not a
1: football guy. He's just soft. As a football, when you say football guy, soft. that's a mentality. It's a mentality. Right, right, of, right, right. I've been banged up my whole life.
2: But it's not like this one, it's not like he's a track athlete in the sense that all he has is speed and he doesn't have anything no, else. No. He's a great running back when he can be on the field, but like, I, I don't, there's no other way to put it. He's
1: soft. If Philip Lindsay's hamstring felt tight, was he coming off the field? Hamstrings are weird, but many—I
2: uh, mean, uh, you know, whatever it is, Philip Lindsay, you're going to drag him off the field, right?
0: Exactly. And Even I'm Seth like that too. Oh, you I mean, a oh, of, I mean, without a doubt, above any other athlete uh, I've ever covered in my life, indeed. But but that indeed. But that's the type of mentality, in my opinion, you need if you're going to take a team that's going from two to four wins a year to a bowl game. You need the mentality from that out of every single one of your key contributors that I am not coming off this field. You need the Mike Leach concussion policy, essentially, which is <laughs> I, don't know if you I am far. not coming off the field. I, I mean, I'm far. obviously not for that, but you need that right. out of your players where you are so committed to this thing that you literally right. just can't, you can't put your actual, you know, yeah. logic towards it.
1: And and this is not, I'm not, I don't know Michael Atkins as a kid. I'm sure he's a good kid. You know, I'm not saying that he's faking it. We just, we haven't seen him play through enough to be able to say that he can um, what, what I was impressed with last year, and in the scrimmage, was Donovan Lee. That's another guy that I think is going to be really key for this team this year. Um,
0: well, I mean, our our, be- our best buddy over here, that Tyler Ziskin, actually predicted Donovan Lee to end the team or finish the year with the most rushing yards on the team. As did and I. I- I really don't think, you did too. Uh, I'll give you credit for that. But I really don't think that that's, crazy, that's that crazy of a prediction because you see this guy's breakaway speed. I don't think he's going to end up with the most carries, but when he gets around and he breaks a tackle or two, he is gone. He has such great speed.
1: He's a guy that is just a weapon, and you've got to find ways to get on the ball. Maybe it's in the slot. Maybe it's in the screen game. Whatever it is, you've got to get him involved. Um.
2: And if you missed last week, I talked about, from what I'm hearing, I think the Broncos are, are sorry, <laughs> oh, the Buffs.
1: Yeah, there we go.
2: <laughs> Maybe they'll both do it and I'll be saved. Uh, the Buffs are going to do a lot of two backs, Cepho uh, in the middle and the shotgun, two backs around him. Um, and that's that's where Donovan Lee is an absolute... Uh, weapon because you can hand the ball off to him. You can go in. He can go in between the tackles. Like he can run in between the tackles. Yeah, yeah. And then you can flank him out and and kind of run that Arizona State with Brock Osweiler offense where all they did was just flank it out to guys who were fast and send blockers out for him.
0: Ryan, you're so wrong because they ran none of that in the scrimmage and obviously they were showing their entire no, they playbook did. They, in the scrimmage. They ran it in the scrimmage. Not, not that much though. They were no, they not were, much. But they, they especially did it when they were things.
1: backed up against the goal line, which I think shows a little bit of a philosophy behind it as well. Um, and kind of with that set, uh, with the two running back set, that's where I'm interested to see how much Bo Bishrat can get on the field for them. He was not featured prominently on Saturday, without a doubt.
2: I, I just want to say I, I feel like you guys are a little more bullish on Bishrat than yes. those inside.
0: That was that was a good sentence. Uh, am, I am not. Am, am I bullish on Bishrat? I, I think that you mentioned him last
2: week as like like your. Impact freshman to watch,
0: yeah, because he's their top recruit.
2: I, I don't think uh, this is the year for him, but Joe That's, that's the best I mean, recruit. you guys are going from your eyes, and I'm going from my ears. Class.
0: And I, I mean, I said I said Julio Misi first last week. I, I that's been the most impressive guy to me out of anyone at fall camp. But what I will say is, them putting Kyle Evans on scholarship. I don't know necessarily what that means for him at running back. Obviously, he's going to get a lot of play at special teams, but he looked very good in that scrimmage. He wasn't playing against first-teamers. He was playing against second- and third-teamers, but Kyle Evans is a guy that could factor into the situation, which is a very crowded backfield already.
2: Here's something I want to hear from you guys from the scrimmage, Uh, and it's not something that I saw really covered, and I'll make it easy for you. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being his ceiling that you believe is there, where was Sefa Lufau in that scrimmage?
0: Well, I want to answer this question. So
2: he was, he was bad on his own standards? On, like by his own scale, he was bad?
1: He didn't have a good day. He didn't have a good day, and that's okay. I, I didn't expect him to have a good day. But even by Cephal standards, I don't, I don't think he had a good day. Uh, it just didn't It didn't come together for him.
0: I mean, honestly, we were watching the game with a few of our friends, Elrod, Buffnick, who's an actual person, um, you know, uh, Adam, Breezy, a bunch of, bunch of our people, and, you know, it was almost like we forgot that Sefa Lufau isn't the most exciting quarterback in the world despite being a four-year starter. It's almost like that gets forgotten about, uh, e- even though, you know, we, we've seen so much of Sefa Lufau, people just are like, got a little bit hyped on him i believe and you know i I don't want to say he had a terrible day but it certainly wasn't impressive A
2: five what do you rate it he rated it a five on on his scale 10 being his best not like peyton manning
0: well you know my scale is a little bit skewed towards the high side uh knowing me but uh i'm gonna give it even a four or so weird
1: never say that again what were you what were
0: you just referencing the john linus uh six thing i'm oh (laughs) oh, okay
2: okay Okay, I thought you were trying to make a pun about like how you like to get high. <laughs> no. I was like, Pardon? <laughs> I was making a sexual joke. I was like,
1: not in my experience. I'm actually way less comfortable with what you ended up doing than what I thought you were gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
0: well that's gonna wrap up this segment of the BSM Buffs podcast. Uh we're killing off Ryan from this podcast. Uh No, I, I actually had
1: it. a quick point to make on Bishrap.
0: Can we finish a segment normally?
1: You know, I, I have not had I've not been bullish on him, but people he was The highest-rated recruit. You guys were pretty
2: bullish on him literally one week ago.
1: I think he was a guy that can run. He's a guy that's got a big body. I think he's going to be a factor. But the reason why I'm bullish on him is if they're doing two running back sets, A, he's a lanky guy. He can take up space and turn the blocking game if he can pick up those schemes. But that two-back set is great for the screen game great for the screen and we you haven't get seen him much in of that in years honestly he's an upright runner and all that since, stuff
2: since the john emory offense could the literally only year. do one since thing and that was run a screen
1: you get bo Bicharat in space that's a guy that i could envision being hard to tackle sideline to sideline that's where I. he's think,
2: almost like a bull because you're so bullish on him
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's where i think he can fi- have an effect are they going to use him that way i have no idea but that's why the two back set in in particular is interesting to me to figure out if he can factor in.
0: Speaking of balls, one thing Will isn't stubborn about is his takes. He's very adjustable in them, according to Ryan. Uh, We're going to find out what Will... I don't know. That was a really bad transition. Uh, we're going to wrap up this segment of the BSN Buffs podcast. We're going to come right back. We asked a question to you guys on Twitter. We're going to answer that. We're going to do some more things as well. So we'll be right back on the BSN Buffs podcast.
4: Jackson's Hole opened in March of 1977 and quickly became the place for watching sports. Almost 40 years later, and Jackson's All-American Sports Grill is keeping the reputation alive. There's 65- and 70-inch TVs everywhere. The food is still amazing, and there's almost 30 beers on tap, including our table taps that you can control at your own booth come down to jackson's all-american sports grill in greenwood village off arapahoe and i-25 the original
0: sports grill by staying at the forefront of cannabis genetics cultivation and quality control the clinic provides the best cannabis you'll find and with 50 awards they've won more than any other dispensary in colorado there's also a brand new clinic location right next to the Colorado light rail station. And if you bring in a ticket from the game, they'll give you 15% off your entire purchase there. Seriously, check them out. Go to the new location off Colorado or go to the cliniccolorado.com. If you or somebody you know has been in
4: any type of accident, call Flesh Law. You do not want to face the insurance company alone. If you are not sure what to do, Flesh Law offers free consultation and will meet with you for as long as you need. If you do decide to file, we'll have your litigation started immediately so that we can get your case resolved as fast as possible. Call Flesh Law at 303-806-8886.
0: That's 303-806-8886 or Google Flesh Law. Back on the BSN Buffs podcast, Ryan Koningsberg has left us. Not actually. has just, just left this room. No, he's uh, he's now he's gone. Now we can do whatever the hell, I guess. Hell we want. There you um, go. Yeah, Jake. Ryan's gone. I can do whatever the hell I want. Um, you know, I'm still, in some ways, now we're colleagues. I don't know. I don't think you can fire me. And that's the I true sign hate, of a boss. I hate,
1: I hate being able to fire people. I can hire people though.
0: Yeah, you can hire people. You can promote me too, which is, I think you've I already, already promoted, promoted me as high wins. as you can go. <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, the scrimmage, we were both there Saturday. Uh, we were both uh, there for the entire thing. Uh, it was the most interesting two hours I spent Saturday not. Um, oh. the two better hours were actually with you, but uh, in another location and several beers were had. Indeed. But about the spring game, or fall game, fall game, about the fall summer game, game. Summer game. Summer game. Whatever the heck it was. Hell. Um, Will, can you take anything away from that that affects what you're going to see the rest of the season, you think?
1: Um, I am more concerned with CU's quarterback play in a way. Um, I don't know. Because the truth is this. is Over the course of a game, how your quarterback looks... Is as much about talent as it is about the rhythm of the game. That should be pretty obvious. You're able to establish screens, a running game. You get a couple breaks deep. Maybe there's a blown coverage and you hit a long pass. Things open up for you. You develop a rhythm. I don't want to take too much from it, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm probably not as optimistic as I was about CU's quarterback play as I was before it, but I've never been that high on it i am probably still right in my same win total if it came down to it um i still think this is a five win team probably at the end of the day um right on the cusp of making a bowl i think the defense looks a lot better than i expected there's been a lot of talk about a veteran defense
0: but see you in defense i've had to kind of wait to see it to believe it yeah, the defense looked really really good at that scrimmage everyone looks at the offense is like oh how many points are they are going to score how many th-? whatever it, the offense wasn't just the offense wasn't good but the defense the defense it had a lot to do with it right exactly
1: i am um, i'll tell you what stock is down on quarterback play stock is steady on running backs I can't make a comment on wide receivers because Jawan Winfrey wasn't there. Um,
0: he, he was there, just didn't play. Well, that's
1: what I mean, uh, you know. And I didn't want to Shea make it Fields, seem like oh, he's too oh, good right, for the right, team. Right. <laughs> Shea Fields didn't get a ton of run. You know what I mean? Like, it, I can't take anything away from what we saw. with. Devin wide Ross receivers. had a drop. Yeah, pretty on cue. Uh, but he also had a couple other nice catches. You know, I think if I remember correctly, I do. He did. Um, I can't take too much away from wide receivers. I can take nothing from linebackers because McCartney and Gillum weren't out there. DBs, stock is up. I'll say it right now. Stock is up on DBs. I I wrote
0: it today in my Tedrick Thompson article. You know, the the communication is so good. Uh, They're really recognizing plays quicker this year than they were last year. They're way better than I thought they would be.
1: I think at the end of the day... Offensive line play is going to determine as much about Cepho as anything.
0: And the offensive line did not look good, in my opinion. No. No, they really it, didn't. It really looked worse than last year, almost.
1: You know, and again, like I, 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 I want to see how much of that is situational based on a scrimmage style. And who
0: knows if they're, let's say they're running a different blocking scheme. Who knows right. if they just weren't we, showing And that. that's the
1: thing. is It's so hard to take things from these scrimmages. But we have to. I'm not ready to burn the house down and start talking about Mike McIntyre's job today. I am also... I went into that scrimmage, I'll be honest with everybody. I went into that scrimmage winding to be like, oh boy, they might win seven. They took the leap. I didn't see the leap. I'll be honest with you. That doesn't mean they can't win six games. Doesn't mean that they can't go to a bowl game. But I didn't see the leap where all of a sudden everything is clicking and I'm like... That's a really good football team. I didn't see
0: a really good football team on Saturday. I, I certainly saw the positives just like you, but I saw about a four-win football team. And that's my honest truth. And, I, you know, everyone knows me. I go to see you. I don't want to be down on these guys. I, I, I want them to do well. I'm, I'm not going to lie about it. I want them to do well. But my unbiased opinion... They are not a good football team, and I don't think they're going to do not, that. that I, the I team that we saw on Saturday is not who we're going to see Right, but, but what I've seen out of the three opportunities right. I've had to see them, all three, I have not been impressed. I've not been blown away. I have not gone, oh, damn, except at Anthony Giuliamisi. I honestly have not been impressed that's at fair. all. And, and I see a lot of the same problems as I saw last year, with the one improvement being that the defensive secondary seems to be all on the same page. But I don't see Nelson Spruce on the offense. So.
1: Yeah, I, I want to
0: see if Winfrey – Will help free up Shea Fields. And that's a huge thing. You're set you're he's gonna be maybe the biggest wide receiver on the team this year. Who knows? I want to see if he can free up Shea
1: Fields. I wanna see what side of the ball they let Jewel Missy concentrate on. You I talked earlier in the show about him being a three-tool player. You can't have him doing that early in his career, man. You gotta have him start to specialize. When will they let him do that?
0: That'll be an interesting question. We're gonna come right back after a quick timeout. We're gonna have one more segment on the BSN Buffs Podcast.
3: Euflora is the Apple store of cannabis. With three locations, the biggest selection in the state, and a tech driven shopping experience, Euflora is the only dispensary you need. Euflora has over 75 types of edibles, tinctures, topicals, and drinks, and they have over 20 strains of flour at all times. To see everything Euflora has to offer, go to EufloraColorado.com. That's EufloraColorado.com. EufloraColorado.com. When is the last time you went to the Rock Restaurant and Bar on Smoky Hill Road? With 69-cent wings on Mondays, trivia on Tuesdays, and $2 domestics during happy hour and weekends, the Rock Restaurant and Bar is the only choice when I'm in South Aurora. They're open 9 a.m. to 2 a.m. every day, making them a great place for a big breakfast, tasty lunch, or a nice dinner. The Rock is off of Smoky Hill Road, just a few blocks west of E-470. Find them online at therockrest.com. That's therockrest.com. Life Flower Dispensary on Leedsdale serves medical and recreational until midnight. We are a one-stop shop and have something for everyone. Whether you're a smoker or prefer to use topical treatments for severe pain, we carry a huge variety of edibles, infused sodas, concentrates, flour, and we even carry glass too. Check out our menu at weedmaps.com for specific strains and price details.
4: Life Flower Dispensary.
0: Open 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. Monday through Sunday. Mention BSN Denver and get 15% off your entire purchase. Well, me and Will were talking in the timeout, and. I told him to shut up and press record because I love what he's talking so about. So, this is what I'm talking about. And what I was about to tell Will is I don't want to be the guy. Well, here, let me give him a backstory real quick. As soon as we turned off the recorder of
1: that last segment, I was like, damn, Jake, you are. I am I've kind of gained a reputation ever since I started as being the cynic, mm-hmm. as being the Debbie Downer guy, because quite frankly, I haven't been in a whole lot of situations where I have to protect my relationship with sources to the point where I feel like I can't speak out and I'm not saying other people do that. That's just I've never been in that spot. And I feel like I'm usually pretty cynical about C sports and sports in general. But I'm sitting there last segment and being like, "Yeah, I still I'm calling five wins." And I'm I'm waiting for Jake to be like, "You know, I still have faith." But you were you're you're down on this team, bro. You're down on them. Yeah. That's some, it's it's not shocking to me, but this is a segment that I think is going to get people talking because nobody else around the program right now is down on this team.
0: I've been watching this football team since 2007. I haven't seen A good football team in Boulder. I just haven't. You know what? In in what I've seen in the three practices, that is a small sample size. I will give you that to the people that are going to say, hey, this is a bad take or whatever. I will give you that. I've seen three practices, but I have not seen anything that has gone, okay, something's different. I have, you know, sure, there's a mentality. There's a physicality thing that, that might be different. The secondary looks good, but this team isn't deep. This team isn't talented across the board. There's still significant holes in this team where they don't align up with other Pac-12 teams. And I'm not going to lie to our listeners, and I really don't want to be the cynical guy. I just don't. I want the Buffs to do well. And I said that last segment. I want, I want to see the Buffs go to a bowl game. I've never seen it before. You know? I've never seen it before. And I want to see that. But I'm not going to lie to our, our, our readers. I'm not going to lie to our listeners and say, hey, I believe this thing when I don't. I just I, – I don't believe in my heart of hearts that the Buffs are improved this year to the point where I'm going to say six wins. And, What's and the group really that you're most thing. disappointed in? Gosh, it, it, it might be just the offense in general. The offensive line looks like a sore spot again. Uh, Sefa Lufau, I, I've always liked Sefa Lufau, but uh, – and I don't think he's the problem, but he is not, you know, the guy that's going to win a Heisman at your quarterback spot – Uh, which probably you need to make up for some of the other holes in this team. Wide receivers, sure, there's probably a lot of two wide receivers on this team. There's probably a lot of number twos. But I don't know if Shea Fields is the number one wide receiver. And I know that's a common criticism or whatever. And that was the same criticism thrown at Nelson Spruce before he absolutely tore up the Pac-12. So I'll give you that too. But I haven't seen anything from Shea Fields that goes, this guy's a legit Pac-12 number one wide receiver yet. It It just hasn't happened yet. And then the running back, You know, people always say with quarterbacks, hey, you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. But with running backs, we've seen over the past few years that the way the Buffs have used them, that they haven't necessarily put their running backs in the best spots, whether it's putting Phil Lindsay in situations that he doesn't excel in, going outside the tackles, or Michael Atkins running inside the tackles. They haven't necessarily had the right uh, uh, players in at the right times to make plays. And, And that's a criticism I have, is that you don't have that playmaker on offense, you had it last year, Nelson Spruce, that absolutely you need to mark down and say, we can't let and this can guy bail go off. you out. Right. They don't have that on offense this year. Their defense, much improved. But you know why their defense is much improved? Because everyone's healthy. Addison Gillum is healthy right now. What happens when Addison Gillum isn't healthy if that happens again? What happens if Tedrick Thompson or Ryan Moeller go down? What happens if Cheeto or Akello Witherspoon go down or Isaiah Oliver? You're out of guys. There aren't there aren't they aren't too deep. They aren't no deep at these in these positions. The wings, right. At any position. They they need, and I talk about this covering baseball all the time, they need a percentile of luck is what I call it. And they need about the 75th to the 80th percentile of luck to make it to a bowl game. They need a lot of luck and by way of staying healthy. And I just don't see it happening because that doesn't happen often. There's a reason why I'm saying it's the eightieth percentile of luck. Sure it can happen. But I'm not going to say it's gonna. And I'm not going to guarantee anything. But I will say my baseline, my, my, what I keep coming back to the number is about four wins. And, and that's a shame that I'm saying that. But, hey, I got to be honest with you guys.
1: Damn. That was real. Um, I mean, I love that. I, I love hearing how honest you are. I'm not I'll, – I'll say this. And I hope
0: I'm wrong. I really of do.
1: Of course, of course. I mean, we're not rooting against this team.
0: Um, I mean, I have friends on the team legitimately. You know, yeah. I'm not going to lie about it.
1: I think at the end of the day for me, what I saw on Saturday, if I'm going to make any one final large commentary, is that at the failures of this regime, the failures of the Mike McIntyre regime largely fall on the lack of development, the lack of innovation, and the lack of consistency from his offensive coordinator and his quarterbacks coach, there 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 have been faults all the way around. Ken Bear was in, you know what enough
0: something you said stuck with me last week. They haven't been able to rec- recruit a quarterback better than Cephalu yet.
1: That that's a problem. Um, there were a, there were weak points in the staff. Bayer, Larusa these guys needed to move on. They switched things up with Bernardi, and they switched things up with Clayton Adams. They, they lose Troy Walters, they upgrade in Chivarini. There There have been loose ends here in Boulder. But the reason why I'm not ready to say that I'm going from a five-win pick to a six or seven, all of the reasons why I say that come down to Brian Lindgren. Wow, He hasn't made the progress And he's a really nice guy He's a lot smarter about football than I am I know that for damn sure But the truth is Is Coming into year four He has failed And when your quarterback's coach Lead quarterback recruiter And offensive coordinator Has failed you In year four as a head coach Ultimately it, it does fall on McIntyre And I know that but what I saw on Saturday, I left Folsom Field positive about a lot of things. As I said, more positive about the D-backs, more positive about the running backs or just about as positive, more positive about the defensive line.
0: Yeah, D-line uh, in, line looks good.
1: In a lot of ways. I left thinking to myself, Linggren was the wrong man for the job from the start, and he never made up for that. He never proved that sentiment Wrong, and that is why I don't believe the Colorado Buffaloes will be going bowling this year.
0: I mean, that's the cold, honest, hard truth that you've heard here on the BSN Buffs podcast. Uh, we're sorry to say they they could overachieve, but
1: but no doubt that's that's the bottom line for me.
0: Yeah, bottom line. And and I I agree with you, and I'm a little bit more somber than you on this team, but nothing that I saw in the scrimmage or the two open practices goes. All right, this team's going to a ball. Last year, I, last year I even had that where I was like, okay, I, I could see it, but I, I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. Nothing Mike McIntyre has said to us in the post practices has made gone. Huh? That's interesting. That's a thing I haven't seen or thought of. Nothing. There's been nothing that has gone turned on. You know, a light inside my brain and gone. Something's clicked. There's nothing. And 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 maybe they just need another year of consistency. But what I keep coming back to. And I've said this on the podcast, and I've said this to almost everyone I've talked to about this team this year. What happens if they don't finish, finish plus in the turnover margin this next year? What happens? Because we all know that's the biggest portion of the game of football, is the turnover margin. Last year they were positive. They still only won four games. What happens this year if they finish negatively in the turnover margin?
1: The final thing I'll say is, with all of this, in just about, over two and a half weeks, the Colorado Buffaloes will be just about, at this time, that we're recording this podcast, they'll be taking on Colorado State just a couple minutes from here uh, at mile high. Depends on the traffic. Right. And they might win 42-14 to because CSU is starting a lot of
0: freshmen on the defense. They might win 42-14. they have a great recruiting class, according to Kyle McCall, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: that was golden. They might win 42-21. to 21. But that could be fool's gold and that's why I can't wait for the season to get here. I'm I'm so sick of this BS of us talking about hypotheticals. Man, I want the season to get here. I want to be proven wrong. I want Lingard's offense to take the next step, but it just comes down to I want the season here right now
0: listen next week while we rehash the same BS (laughs) uh, according to Will Whalen on the BSN Buffs podcast this should be out uh, Thursday same as the next one Uh, thank you for Ryan Conings. thank you to Ryan Koningsberg for joining us as always as well as Will Whalen the editor of bsnbuff.com this is Jake Shapiro the assistant editor of bsnbuff.com signing off you have just listened to the BSN Denver podcast network I'm ready now, boo, and welcome to the BSN Buffs podcast. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm
2: going to do the whole podcast like uh, when you did that video interview with Shea Fields. He's, he's literally just holding, he got his arms crossed with the microphone down here so it doesn't pick up the sound at all. It's like, dude, we gave you a microphone to
0: hold in front of your damn face. You want to know the best part about that? the microphone wasn't working anyway so it didn't matter that the microphone was under his arm it was all caught from the boom mic it was all caught from the boom mic that
2: is amazing
0: <laughs> and that's a good hidden segment um,
2: the secrets of of uh, bsndenver.com are always on display here
1: wait, on this podcast are we podcast. actually recording right now yes but it's <laughs> going right. to be in the it's going to
0: be the hidden track All right. Um, wait what the, you, are you gotta over? The, yeah i'm starting over hi <laughs> you're God, like awesome. if you if you start a podcast like that you are going to kill Feels me like that we're was...
2: actually gonna have to fight
0: right now <laughs> that's how dan well, o'toole started podcasts for a while died. um welcome into the bsn buffs podcast live from the blake street tavern i am jake shapiro alongside Nope, Ryan Konigsberg's first, hey. then Will Whalen. Uh, just because Will's right. the only. Some this fives. is
2: the only uh, podcast that's live from the Blake Street Tavern that's never live,
0: <laughs> ever live. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Like I always say, live. Like in one of our interviews this week, I was like coming to you live off of Will's <laughs> back. I'm Jake Shapiro. Well, it wasn't that was my live.
1: favorite content item ever. By the way,
0: coming to you
2: extremely far away from live at the Blake Street Tavern. <laughs> this is actually three
0: days away from
1: live. <laughs> yeah, we were, we're recording early this week. But it's because our, our opinions
0: are still fresh from Saturday scrimmage. And you know what's always fresh? The food at the Colorado Keg House.
2: I'm they don't sure. have food.
0: Yeah, they don't. No, they it. don't. Uh, <laughs> I thought we had like chips and salsa there. Uh-uh. Oh no, nope, we nope, ordered. They just we ordered beer. food. Oh uh, well, the, the beer is fresh there too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they are the home for Colorado craft beer. Uh, Thirty-six in Wadsworth.